Chapter Thirty Three of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter Thirty Three: Idolatry and Superstition the first and greatest sinner against religion is the idolater who offers god-worship to others than god there are certain attributes that belong to god alone certain titles that he alone has a right to bear certain marks of veneration that are due to him alone to ascribe these to any being under god is an abomination and is called idolatry the idols of paganism have long since been thrown their temples destroyed the folly itself has fallen into disuse and its extravagances serve only in history to point a moral or adorn a tale yet in truth idolatry is not so dead as all that if one would take the pains to peruse a few pages of the current erotic literature wherein people see heaven in a pair of blue eyes catch inspired words from ruby lips and adore a well-trimmed chin-whisker i would sooner with the old-time egyptians adore a well-behaved cat or a toothsome cucumber than with certain modern featherheads and gumdrop hearts sing hymns to a shapely foot or dimpled cheek and offer incense to divinities godlike forms etc the way hearts and souls are thrown around from one to another is suggestive of the national game while the love they bear one another is always infinite supreme without parallel on earth or in heaven no perhaps they do not mean what they say but that helps matters very little for the fault lies precisely in saying what they do say the language used is idolatrous and a queer thing about it is that they do mean more than half of what they say when degenerate love runs riot it dethrones the almighty makes gods of clay and besots itself before them what is superstition and what is a superstitious practice it is something against the virtue of religion it sins not by default as unbelief but by excess now to be able to say what is excessive one must know what is right and just one must have a measure to attempt to qualify anything as excessive without the aid of a rule or measure is simply guesswork the yankee passes for a mighty clever guesser outpointing with ease his transatlantic cousin over there the sovereign guesses officially that devotion to the mother of god is a superstitious practice this reminds one of the overgrown farmer boy who when invited by his teacher to locate the centre of a circle drawn on the blackboard stood off and eyed the figure critically for a moment with a wise squint and then said pointing his finger to the middle or thereabouts i should judge it to be about thar <laughs> he was candid enough to offer only an opinion but how the royal guesser could be sure enough to swear it and that officially is what staggers plain people now right reason is a rule by which to judge what is and what is not superstitious but individual reason or private judgment and right reason are not synonymous in the english or in any other language that is human when reasoning men disagree right reason as far as the debated question is concerned 
is properly said to be off on a vacation a thing uncommonly frequent in human affairs in order therefore that men should not be perpetually at war concerning matters that pertain to men's salvation god established a competent authority which even simple folks with humble minds and pure hearts can find in default of any adverse claimant the catholic church must be adjudged that authority the worship therefore that the church approves as worthy of god is not cannot be superstition and what is patently against reason or in case of doubt what she reproves and condemns in religion is superstitious leaving out of the question for the moment those species of superstition that rise to the dignity of science to the accidental fame and wealth of humbugs and frauds the evil embraces a host of practices that are usually the result of a too prevalent psychological malady known as softening of the brain these poor unfortunates imagine that the almighty who holds the universe in the hollow of his hand deals with his creatures in a manner that would make a full-grown man pass as a fool if he did the same dreams luck pieces certain combinations of numbers or figures ordinary or extraordinary events and happenings these are the means whereby god is made to reveal to men secrets and mysteries as absurd as the means themselves surely god must have descended from his throne of wisdom strange though it appear too little religion and not too much leads to these unholy follies there is a religious instinct in man true religion satisfies it fully quack religion pious tomfoolery and doctrinal ineptitude foisted upon a god-hungry people end by driving some from one folly to another in a pitiful attempt to get away from the deceptions of man and near to god others are led on by a sinful curiosity that outweighs their common sense as well as their respect for god these are the guilty ones it has been said that there is more superstition that is belief and dabbling in these inane practices to-day in one of our large cities than the dark ages ever was afflicted with if true it is one sign of the world's spiritual unrest the decay of unbelief and irreligion thus assists at its own disintegration the church swept the pagan world clean of superstition once she may soon be called upon to do the work over again End of chapter 33